welcome to the Nerd Party. Welcome to Second Contact, a Lower Decks commentary podcast. I am your co-host, Tristan Riddell, and with me as always is... Charlene Schmidt. Charlene, we are doing episode two of season four, and I am super excited about it because just a couple minutes ago, from our perspective, we just finished recording episode one of season four, and we're getting right into it. So hopefully you guys are listening to this episodes, uh, our episodes, in quick succession, just like we're making them. Right? This is what you're supposed to do when two episodes drop in the same day. Oh yeah, you can't you can't delay gratification and then string it out over a couple of days or a couple of weeks. No, no. not Star Trek fans. Who does that? Who has that sort of discipline? Uh n- no one not I Not us. All right. <laughs> yeah, so <heck> no. <laughs> not us, that's true. So I am so excited to talk about this one because this one has some really great character development, some really great story development and and hijinks are ensued all over the place. Yeah, what would Lower Decks be without lots of hijinks? So we're going to get the complete package here. So right into it, uh, if this is your first time listening, we are a commentary podcast, so you can listen along while you watch, or you can listen while you're walking or commuting, or, or if you don't have the feed in front of you, it'll be entertaining either way. So we are queued up after the generic Star Trek intro and after it says a CBS Studios production. Then we do it, give you a countdown and hit play. That's right. So if you've got your blank screen (laughs) queued up, I'm ready if you are. All right, here we go. Three, two, one, play. Starscape. Yes. So I love how we go right to the next thing that's going to be incinerated by mysterious vessel thing that concluded last episode. And what a great intro to see the lower deckers of a Romulan ship. (laughs) Yes, but they are such mustache twirling villains. Oh my God, it's like every Romulan stereotype is these people. It's, it's beautiful because if you're a longtime watcher of Star Trek, just like, you know, everything within Lower Decks, like you appreciate the joke. You get it. it like right. he's he's they're clean, cleaning up Reman blood, talking about how they're going to take over by it, betraying right. the sub commander. They're like, no, I'm going to betray the sub commander. No, I'm going to betray the sub commander. <laughs> Not if I do it first. <laughs> it's 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 perfect. And I also I'll love the, the color scheme, too, of the purple and the green. I've always loved yeah. the the design aesthetic of a Romulan ship. Yeah, it's a nice color palette. Very vibrant. Does it... Okay, this Romulan bridge, does it look like the stage of a game show for you with like two panels on each side and then (laughs) the host is in the center? I feel like it it feels like a game show in reverse where it's just like, you know, like, where's the craziest place you ever made Whoopi? Let's see it on the view screen. (laughs) You know, I'd watch that show. So I was surprised that we got the mysterious ship at the beginning of this episode. We got it at the end of the first episode and the beginning of this episode. So they're they're going through it. Yeah. It makes me wonder if this is going to be a season-long arc of the big, big baddie or if we're just going to tease it for a couple of episodes. No, I think every episode is going to contain this in some fashion. And we will see the logo of whatever species got incinerated plus mm-hmm. some sort of piece of the set like in this one it was the chair 
noticeably flying around mm-hmm. as debris. It's just going to Previous be like one, this it was running a sphere. Theme. Yeah. Yeah. So for those of you who didn't listen to the first episode of of our podcast of, of for this season, Shar believes that this shuttle, this mysterious shuttle, is actually peanut hamper, uh, <laughs> gaining all types of knowledge and technology along the way. Yes, a la V'ger. And I believe that it is a rogue Starfleet shuttle from the future trying to screw things up. Right. Yeah. And chances are we're so both we'll... wrong. And this will date oh, us horribly when we've seen the whole season. And... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to be oh, wrong. Well. I've, I've, been, I've been wrong so many times with pop culture and, and TV shows. And I was like super wrong with the Ahsoka show just recently. And I'm, I was so happy to be wrong. So I, I'll be fine to be wrong about this one too. I love being wrong. Now, we all knew this scene was coming if you saw any trailers <laughs> with yes. Jackson Ransom wearing the exact same <laughs> outfits that Beverly and uh, and Troy did during their workout stretch scene. Yes. <laughs> I love how that's just sort of like standard issue workout attire. And you see the Ambo Jitsu um, outfits sure in did. the back. Yeah. Mariner's and workout refer- outfit, I gotta say, is a little more my style. How about you? That's a little bit modern. Yeah, I think I think that's pretty pretty average, pretty normal. Yeah, like leotards, just, the- just mm mm. No, that I didn't. I've not worn one of those since I was a kid, taking gymnastics classes. <laughs> now, and if you've seen this episode before, you know that you know in the scene uh, where you know everybody's hanging out with the uh, in in the bunks, like. Again, this show is just packed full of Easter eggs. Like their boxes, their personal boxes are just yeah. filled with previous episode callbacks. It's beautiful. Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah. Just pause when you get to those and take a mental inventory because there's so many cool little details in there. Uh, for instance, Boimler has his number one poster and the action figures. Uh, the the Tendi has... A portrait of the dog, her dog. Oh, right, right, right. Which was, what was that called? Like Buttercup or something? I can't remember what it was called. Oh, shoot. Yeah, she just called it the dog. That's what I remember. (laughs) So this is like right here is when I started to get worried. Like when she said like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm going to screw with Ransom. I'm going to, you know, like I'm going to swear in Mm -hmm. front of an ambassador. I'm going to make things horrible. I was like, oh, my God. I'm so tired. Here we go again. I'm so exhausted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if you're her, what else would you think? I mean, she heard well, what I she mean, heard, yeah. and in the right. context she has. Also, yeah, this, uh, Boimler this has works. his Tom Paris plate, which warms my heart <laughs> because I just watched that episode. We'll always have Tom Paris uh, last night. <laughs> <laughs> and then we we have this this epic goodbye to the bunks where the the, yeah, the lights the go lights out dim and out like this is a moment yeah the show is is having us is giving us a moment i should say it's give the show is giving yes. us a moment saying yes we're moving on we're evolving we're changing and i always thought that was weird to begin with i always thought the bunks were weird it was nice that we got all four <laughs> of them in a place together that wasn't the the mess hall where they could all talk and 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 be with each other but I, I hated the idea of it. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, if you were so actually one, in that happy. sitch, you would not want to be. Mm-mm. You'd have no privacy whatsoever. 
So, menage. It's such a sci-fi trope. Yeah, it sure it's, is. Yeah. It's I love so much of a sci-fi trope. It was the first episode of the Orville was a menagerie. <laughs> like, that's literally the, the episode was humans got stuck in a, in a menagerie. And that, that yes. was eye-rolly for me, too. Like, granted, the show got better. But I was just like, really, guys? Really? This is going to be your first episode? Is a menagerie? Uh, yeah, but you, yeah, you're right. The Orville got way better. And if you've not watched it, man, you really should. Because it really does oh, it the go time. there with some yeah. deep, thought-provoking content. It's not all, like, fart jokes. No, not at all. Especially yeah, It as starts it off on. that way. But it definitely evolves into more than that. So this uh, this made me think about um, in Star Trek V when they had to when yeah. they were with Cybok on board and they had to storm Speed. into the shuttle bay super fast. But Mariner did it a lot better, much better, <laughs> and she did not need a barricade. <laughs> yeah, she, she's like got this. She's a really one. good parallel Parker, almost as good as Troy. <laughs> so is this guy made of corn? <laughs> like yeah i've been contemplating this because he sort of looks like an ear of corn but also sort of like a banana i'm not sure man the, like in this menagerie we get a lot of callbacks too like we see the dog with the horn which yes. we saw in tos pretty sure we saw some flying lizards or flying snakes that we got in the animated series there's and... definitely animated callbacks here yeah and then we got the three-headed snake that we got from mm-hmm. early TNG. Yes. Yes. Yeah. This, and of that, course. That's one of those things. Oh, what were you going to say? Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say we're going to get introduced to the cutest creature ever. <laughs> Moopsie. That that felt very Pokemon-ish. <laughs> like a Moopsie felt yes. very much like a Pokemon. It especially did. when it turned out to be dangerous. Yes, <laughs> you cute little bone-sucking little creature. <laughs> now, so help me, we never did get like massive marketed Murph plushies. Like they oh were only gosh. available at New York Comic Con one year. If there's not a Moopsie plushie in the near future, Star Trek, what are you doing? You're marketing. Oh my god! Star Trek has just been absolutely abysmal with it- uh, merchandising for New Trek. I hate to say it, but yeah, it's been appalling. Like, guys, you're missing out on so much money on things we would actually buy. And then on top of that, did you just, I I just saw that they screwed up season three of Picard's Blu-ray release. Yes, I saw that. It's just like, man, guys, get your crap together. Yeah, what's going on? But then, I mean, there is there is a lot going on. There's strikes going on. There's all sorts of chaos going on. And, you know, that's not to diss anybody in particular. You know, we're not calling anybody out. Like, I'm sure you're all wonderful people doing the very best you can under probably really silly, horrible circumstances. But, like... No, I'm, I'm calling out the quality control people at the blue at blu-ray.com. Okay. Or not, right, not blu-ray.com, right, but like at StarTrek.com that does all the blu-ray stuff. <laughs> They just oversee all the Blu-rays. It's you guys. It's your fault. You don't review it. You make it. <laughs> yeah, but so you know I what? Love Let's... the I love the the adding of like when when Rutherford's like Livick. You know, like it's just <laughs> like it's it's just another name. It's just like it's a low key con, is what it is. Yeah, yeah. low key. It's just like Livick. Yeah. Oh, you son of a! I will get you. 
This so. is so great. Like when it was Rutherford's enhancement that made Boimler go crazy. <laughs> now, were you thinking what I was thinking, which was like, there's got to be a way to filter out the red light. Oh, Come yeah. That's on, the, the first dude. thing that popped into my head was like, there had to be a way to filter it out. Think it through, man. Sometimes Boimler is very reactionary. For as smart as he is, he's not good in like common sense right. knowledge. Now, rewatching the episode, the you can see that the umbrella painted on the wall has been upside down this entire time. Mm, in the, nice in the observation. Human, in the human encampment, which Mariner points out at the end of the episode, saying like, "Oh, it's the humans that screwed up." So it's a nice that it was oh, there right. the whole time. We just saw it. Good to know. Which makes you wonder, what else have they been up to this whole time? They do seem content to be there. For the most part. So, that tells me they're up to shenanigans. And so we got a name for the tool, the two dual laser things. They're called Tucker <laughs> Tubes. Yes, we've seen these things forever. And we finally have a name for them. How finally. cool is that? It is canon. And we have a new addition with the, the Billups tubes with a third tube. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, Livic. And we and I love that we hear it from Billups in the background. Like, I have no idea what these things do, but I love them. <laughs> <laughs> right? Nobody knows. Nobody now, knows. But I'm, I just can't even tell you how happy I am that there's a name for it. Right? Yeah, this is a big moment. So Shax calls Boimler Baby Bear, and I'm just like, hey, buddy, hey, that's your name for Rutherford. Yeah, well, wasn't there a moment, though, where Boimler stood up for Shax, saying, Shax Hmm. is right, we actually should eject the warp core, and that is when Shax took Boimler under his wing, yeah? Your memory is better than mine is in this in this oh. regard, so I'm gonna. Oh, if that's the case, we are. Ooh, we're in bad shape, man. <laughs> so the like, okay, so he's in between holodecks, and he's hearing yeah. the craziness going on. I immediately thought about the episode of Deep Space Nine when um, Odo has his quarters soundproofed. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> for for Quark, and like part of me was thinking like, why wouldn't you do that just? regardless for everything every room on the ship right? should, wouldn't it be better if every room on the ship was soundproofed yeah for, like you know, tons of different cheap, reasons but apparently they are because remember in voyager the spaghetti fight episode harry's playing his clarinet and i forget who his neighbor mm-hmm. was but he's banging on the wall like hey keep it down so apparently you can hear oh, for- everything yeah. on any ship anywhere that bothers me so much. I, 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 <laughs> yeah. that, is, that, is, that should be a problem that we shouldn't have to worry about in the future. Like, like in the 24th century. Come on, we can solve right. that now. Oh, one thing that we didn't mention in the previous episode, speaking of Harry, is that one of the macro vice- viruses had his clarinet <laughs> as it was flying around. <gasps> oh, you know, I didn't even notice that, really. Did, no, yeah. They, they, like, oh. it was When it was Borgified, it had the clarinet and you could hear it like... As oh it was my god! Through. Okay, I gotta go back and watch it again just to see that. How did I miss it? Wow, that blows my so, mind. Okay, That's so awesome. We're, we're like 14 minutes into the episode, and I can breathe again because Ransom and Mariner are finally having an on open and honest conversation, and I'm thinking, okay, finally, this fear of success is put to bed. 
<laughs> yes. I do appreciate how Ensign Gary thinks this is some sort of like personal relationship problem, mm-hmm. but like a romantic relationship. And like, I've even seen people on the internet saying, yeah, they're secretly banging. I don't think so, though. Oh, no, no, no. I don't know. They would let us know if that was happening. You I don't think, think it is, especially yeah. not now. No, no. Like, isn't there this whole thing about how, you know, a commanding officer shouldn't have a relationship with a subordinate? Haven't we been there before? Well, it's different with an XO because we've seen stuff with Riker. We've seen stuff with Chakotay. Um, That's true. Having relationships um, with with uh, junior officers or lower officers. It's just, I think it's just the captain who can't do it. Okay, that's fair. Or not because... supposed to, because we did see, we see Jean-Luc do it with, um, what's her name? Lieutenant Darren, right. And yeah. Yeah, that whole episode spells out why that's a risky idea. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, nevertheless, Oops. I don't know. I'm rooting, honestly, for Jennifer and Mariner to try and work it out. I I don't want to say what I what I ship because people will yell at me. Oh, well, I'm intrigued now. <laughs> I just want to Let's say there's the dozens of int- us. There's dozens of us, and we're very proud. Hey, look, you know what? There is a relationship out there for everybody. Somebody's probably shipping Moopsie with somebody or something right now. That is cool. Oh. Do it. Write the fanfic. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> If that's if that's where you guys live, that's that's fine. Um, Look, you know, takes all kinds. Decapitate Peter Pan. Like, yeah, that wasn't he didn't <laughs> know that that was Robin Hood. It was he thought it was Peter Pan. <laughs> yeah. Well, Dr. Ta'ana does have a very active holodeck life, so <laughs> she might have gone from one to the other. We don't know. So the action figures we see, we see Mirror Archer. I think we see um, movie, see, Spock. Uh, uh, movie Spock and I think we see Movie Data as well I think those are the three yes. action figures that he has on his wall yeah and they keep falling down <laughs> now this was a solution I was not expecting and, and yet it, it's quite charming and yet they're only going to knock out the teeth of one person hmm well, that's interesting <laughs> Hey, I mean, why not just have one person go through it and one person has to get fixed? I mean, it's a 21st century. Or actually, by this time, I think it's yeah, it's still a 24th century. Um, yeah, I think like he's the senior officer; he knows he can get fixed easy by going to going to Doctor Tana, and also right. he's the toughest of the three. <laughs> yeah, I mean, according to him, yes, that is true. But also, <laughs> it true. did occur to me like Mariner is basically just he or. Ransom is her punching bag right now, and that might be a little cathartic. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Yeah. I always appreciated how relaxed engineering was. Um, do you remember when the episode where Rutherford was trying to figure out what he wanted to do in his in his career, and he kept trying different things? Oh, yeah. And he thought he was going to yeah, disappoint like early, everybody, early. but everybody just... Yeah, early stuff, but like even Shax was just like, yay for finding out who you are. <laughs> Hooray for, you know, being true yeah. to yourself. <laughs> Everybody's so supportive every time. It's like, yeah, go, buddy, do the thing. That is very much kind of what he's doing in this episode where hey, I'll just get promoted. I'll work really hard and I'll have a breakthrough. And yeah, only come to find out, hey, guess what? He could have been promoted so many times already. Yeah, and see, that's he had the, the thing. Luxury that it of- makes sense. He starts... 
he starts saying all these things. He's like, yeah, you remember when I did this and when I did this, when I did that? I was just right. like, yeah, he should have been commended and they tried to. It's just Rutherford saying like, oh, I didn't want to leave you guys. Yeah. The opposite of Harry Kim, where if Harry had been in the Alpha Quadrant, he would have been captain by 30, you know, <laughs> doing all the things that he can do. But yeah. I love is how it, he says, yeah. I can just ask for things I deserve. I feel like that's a commentary on modern work life. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, and you absolutely you should, like my, should know your worth. Get it. That's what my dad always told me, even as a young person. It's just like, if you don't try to get what you want, especially in the workforce, uh, right? it, no one's going to give it to you. No one's going to hand it to you. No, absolutely not. You have to be your biggest advocate. No one's right. going to do it for you. He, he would always say, he's like, the squeaky wheel gets the gets the grease, Tristan. The squeaky wheel gets the grease. <laughs> it's unfortunate, but it really is true. Like, I hate that aspect of grown-up life, of having to basically <laughs> yeah. babysit other grown-ass adults who should just be doing their job, but they don't unless you ask them to do it. <clears throat> it infuriates me. So losing teeth is incredibly painful. And so I feel like Ransom should be doubled over in pain right now after losing his entire mouth. But he's so tough, you know. He can take it. That's true. That's true. And like, like I'm reading the captions and it says, I guess humans really are the most dangerous game, which is a famous quote, but you could yeah. barely understand him when he said it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice, nice call there. I love the look of this space station. Like, it's just cool. Like, the little twisty top. Yeah, it is. So we got some of those fish aliens walked by from season two yeah. of TNG. I can't remember their name. Uh, I forget, but that was what Mick Fleetwood played. One of those aliens. Yes. yes. <laughs> look how huge. Like, <laughs> those are Ransom's huge teeth. Are huge. I doubt in episode three they're going to be that huge, but... Um, it's, I do it's wonder crazy. though, like, is he going to be kind of like his, is he still going to be fiddling with in his mouth just a little bit? Like, you know how, did you ever have braces or any kind of dental work mm -hmm. where your mouth doesn't yeah. feel right? And you're just kind of like, um, nah, this isn't quite right. And you have to constantly feel it out at first. I, I, I think we're going to have an animation reset next week is going to be my guess. Maybe so. Like, it's not that big of a deal, but it wouldn't surprise me if there's just a remnant because if it's not, that's fine. I just noticed Rutherford has a model of DS9 in his box. Yeah, they were. I think they made it in a previous episode. Like he got the box and they were he was going to put it together. That's right. That's right. I forgot about that. So now we're going to have Boimler and Rutherford bunking up. Does this mean that Mariner and... Tendi are going to bunk up. It's got to be, that right? That was the first thing. It's got to be, right? That's the first thing that popped in my head. I was just like, it's either going to be Mariner or Tendi or Tendi and Talyn. I don't know. Or maybe the three of them are together. I don't know. Hmm. Interesting idea. I guess we'll have to find out next episode. Next episode, because that is it for this week. And uh, I, I cannot wait. This is always, this is one of my favorite times of year. Not just because we get Lower Decks episodes, but also because I get to do Second Contact with you, my friend Charlene hey. Schmidt. Yeah, feelings mutual. It's always nice to be able to get behind the mic again and do our thing. Because we've been doing this forever. 
and I suspect we always will. And that is super cool. Like we'll always be doing something. This just happens to be the thing that we're doing right now because we knew we were going to love this show. And I hope we get four more seasons at least of at it. least. Yes. Yeah. So please go to the nerdparty.com, find out all of our other shows. We got something for everyone. We've got Star Trek, we got Star Wars, we got movies, we got indie films, we got franchise films, we got Doctor Who stuff, we got uh, Harry Potter stuff. We got something for everyone. And please uh, find us on social media. We're all over the place Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Just search for us. You'll find us there. And if you can, if you remember, please remember go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. So thank yeah. you so much, everyone. And until next week, live long and prosper. Join the revolution. Join the nerd party.